I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. When it came to the big payday, Dak, you got your money. I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty? That's a kitty. But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Themyscira. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. I'm just going to let the legendary queen tell you what this show is about. No time for losers. Because we are the champions of the BGC Sports Network. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this number one sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. And also welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast. On Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitch, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. I also have to give a shout out to all my sick listeners over in the land of the Lucky Charms, Ireland, home of Connor McGregor, Hong Kong, home of Godzilla, Morocco, home of the Rolling R's, and home of the meatballs, Portugal, don't know what you do over there, Canada, I'm coming Canada, I'm coming to you real soon, Mexico, Home of avocados from Mexico. Pakistan. Thank you. Come again. Thailand. Don't know what they do in Thailand. Germany. Don't go Peru. Home of the Incas. And yes, these United States of America. Pro Football Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson had some intense criticism for NFL Players Association Executive Director Darius or D. Maurice Smith while talking to Fox News Digital Tuesday about his new book Watch My Smoke The Eric Dickerson Story When asked what he wants fans to take away from the book he proclaimed and reiterated to Fox Digital all I want them to take from this book is just the truth 
playing back when I played, Eric Dickinson said, there was a lot of disparity between the players and the owners, and there still is. We're still not on the level we should be as players because the players make the NFL and the owners don't make the NFL. Dickerson went on to say, let's talk about helping us. How bad our pension is. How bad the health care is. Just look at it. But a lot of people love the NFL so much, they look past what they see. He said, I get that. But just as a reminder, NFL players are human beings. They're not just a system. They're not uh, just a number that plays on a football field. They have a mother. They have a father. They have children. And uh, I talk about all this in my book. Reminding team owners and fans that players are more than just a name and a number on the back of the jersey was one of the things that Eric Dickerson underscored. The former Hall of Fame running back said it's going to take the NFL players standing together and becoming a stronger union before things improve. He went on to say, quote, I think it's going to take the players being willing to stand together. If the fans work to stick together, we'll work to stick together. And they're afraid of the NFL. They won't stick together. That's the big thing. They're not like the NBA. They're not like Major League Baseball. Hmm. Both of those have great unions. Wow. Say what's on your mind. Eric Dickerson Go ahead and, and, and tell it like a T.I. Is In your eyes Dickerson didn't stop there He went on to say that Doris Smith uh, Runs the union The Players Association uh, But he's a Bozo This is Eric Dickerson saying it Not big day Eric Dickerson Hall of Famer Called D. Maurice Smith A Bozo He sells the players out I even go back to uh, Gene Upshaw. He sold the players out. They do what's good for them, not good for the players. D. Marie Smith, he's never put on the uniform. He has no idea what it takes to play football. He has no idea what it takes, uh, what it's like being a trainer. <laughs> he has no idea what it's like to play in the cold with your hands freezing. He has no idea what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night hurting after you played a game. He doesn't really care. All he cares about, basically, is kissing the NFL's expletive and not helping the players. You think Eric Dickerson is kind of upset at this dude, D. Maurice? You think that he's holding a grudge against... Dave Maurice, do you think that Eric Dickerson, Hall of Fame running back, is upset with D. Maurice? I mean, yeah. Can I say, Captain Obvious? It's the elephant in the room when it comes to the NFL. Yes, you're treated as a commodity. They trade you like a commodity. They pay you like a commodity. They don't look at 
your well-being because it's all about that shield and what the shield can bring and how much money the shield can bring in. Of course it's that way. The NFL is a business. I wonder how many businesses out there actually take care of all of their employees 100%. I guarantee you it's probably in the number of maybe 5% of every business and corporation put together on the planet Earth that takes care of their people 100%. You're stating the obvious. You're stating what we already know. You're getting millions of dollars. Yes, you're putting your bodies on the line. Yes, you could get killed out there doing this. Yes, you could get CTE and other ailments playing football. But you're getting paid to play a professional sport. I could understand all of this if you wasn't getting paid and you was going out there for free and they didn't give you, you know, some money, health care, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes, your health care may suck, but... What'd you do with all the millions of dollars? What'd you do with all those hundreds of thousands coming in? You couldn't find an insurance plan that would take care of you? I mean, I ain't, I'm not signing on the side of the NFL, but I'm, I'm being devil's advocate today because I just feel like being the devil's advocate today. I wonder if the devil sounds like that. You ever thought about what the devil actually sounds like? See, he obviously obviously doesn't sound like that because if he actually sounded like that, everybody would run and nobody would want to commit a sin because they would be so scared of him roaring like a lion. I digress. What was I talking about? The NFL ain't trying to take care of the players the fans of the NFL are not trying to take care of the players the fans want what they want they want a show they want entertainment they want WWE with a football they want to see heads knocked off of shoulders they want to see broken kneecaps and legs going backwards when you're running forward. They want to see all of this mess. And most of all, they want to see grown men with testosterone just going crazy. They want to see all that. And they want their favorite team to win. Hands down. No matter what. So I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not feeling ED. I'm not feeling Demo Race. I'm not feeling NFL because everybody in there getting paid. Everybody all the way down to the ball boy is getting paid in the NFL. Sure, you could probably have better insurance. I get that. I'm not against that at all. I love my insurance company and I'm I'm glad that I have what I have. I'm not going against that whatsoever, but what I'm talking about is I'm not making a million freaking dollars a year. I'm not even making six figures right now. Which I should be making six figures because this 
sick show is number one on the network. I might need to renegotiate my contract. I know the boss is listening. Hey, boss. Big Day needs more money. Big Day needs to get paid like these NFL people. I mean, the dude that washes the clothes for the NFL is getting paid, and I'm sure that he has some kind of insurance. It might not be the best insurance on the planet, but I'm sure of that. But to sit there and think that you're going to get the NFL to be on your side when Roger Goddell ain't trying to give up no power, and you know what's sad about it? It's the same power y'all gave Roger Goddell. Y'all gave him the power. Y'all gave him the ability to be judge, jury, and executioner. Y'all gave him the ability to um, get your health care, to sign off on it. Y'all gave him that ability. If he thinks the health care is too expensive on this particular plan, he's not going to sign off on it. He's the commission. Everything goes through the commission. The commission is all about that shield, and he ain't trying to save nobody. Nothing. He don't care about y'all. He could care less what fans are saying. If the fans was in the rubber, pay the uh, uh, players, or not pay the players, but get the players' insurance. We want insurance for the players. We want insurance for the players. They will go out and find the cheapest possible insurance if they haven't already done it to go and give to the players. So I don't agree necessarily with what he's saying, bringing the fans in. Fans aren't going to boycott. We've tried it before. It doesn't work. Fans are not going to be able to change the commission's mind. What I do agree with is when all the players come together. And when the players say, yeah, I need better health care. Yeah, I need to be taken care of. Yeah, I'm not going to step on the field. None of us are going to step on the field until we get this right. When the players come to that agreement in that stage, then you will see change. I'm just telling you, that's just how it is. You will see change then. But until then... It's all going to be the same. You're not going to be able to change anything. The NFL is not going to make moves to try to make it better for the players. They are all about the shield. I've said it six times, I think. They're all about the shield, and they are not willing to go that far as far as paying the players or not paying the players, but taking care of them when it comes to insurance and all for them. It's just a whole lot. It's the elephant in the room, y'all. When it comes to the NFL So Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer You keep on, if that's your journey If that's your purpose, you do what you gotta do I ain't knocking you, but I'm just saying It's a definite uphill battle Alright When we come back I talked about this before on the show But I gotta talk about it again It's regarding this Brittany Briner situation I wanna hip y'all to something So make sure that you come back here Right here on this Sick Show Stay tuned for more This Sick Show With Big Day Along the BGC Sports Network Welcome back To part two Of this Sick 
you that coming up June 23rd, it is the Overhaul, unofficial and slightly censored NBA hashtag Draft Talk South and hashtag Draft Talk North, which means we're going to be live at TJ's Catfish and Wings, 4261 Green Oaks Boulevard in Arlington, Texas. And at the same time, we're going to be live at Sideline Sports Grill in Ardmore, Oklahoma, 2501 Thompson Square. That's where it is. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be June 23rd. At 7 p.m., like we did, we'll be there for a couple of hours, and we're going to debate. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get frustrated. We're, we're going to point fingers. We're going to talk about who's better than who and who's going where. And we're going to agree to disagree. So you don't want to miss it. It's the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored Hashtag NBA Draft Talk North and Draft Talk South. From TJ's Catfish and Wings in the South, in Arlington, and from Sideline Sports Grill in Ardmore, Oklahoma, in the North. Make sure that you meet us there. They got some great food at both establishments, and I was so proud of the BGC Sports Network and the BGC Sports Network too stepping out and, and and doing what they did, and people came out, and we had a great time at both, and so we look to do it again. Now, I want to talk about this issue that's going on with Brittany Griner over in Russia along with some other stuff that is going on uh, with Russia and Ukraine. I'm going to put it all together and I hope that it all makes sense. But before, but before I say anything else, I want to preface this by saying that I am not hating against the LGBTQ. Let me double preface this. My youngest son has came out. He's came out and he said that he is gay. I don't love him any less. I don't have to agree with his life. I don't have to agree with his lifestyle. I love both my sons to death. I love both my daughters to death. I love all my grandchildren to death. So, I don't have to agree with everything, but I choose to disagree about that particular lifestyle. And and, and here's the thing, too. And this is why I want to get into the Brady Griner thing. My son and I had a talk. We had a deep conversation about this. He understands where I am at as a preacher, as a man of God, as an elder. He understands my thought on it. He understands my, I don't want to say non-committal towards it. Maybe that's not a good word, but he understands where I stand concerning it. And he knows without a shadow of doubt that I love him. His, you know, friends that he has brought around, all of that. I love them. It's fine. I'm, they're good with me. They're good with me. Because ultimately, in the end, we all have to answer to the higher calling. That's it. I will say this. 
this situation with Brittany Griner has really, really, really brought the lifestyle to the front. Let me say, let me tell you why. Brittany Griner goes over to Russia and because the WNBA is not paying their people, which I think they should pay the WNBA more. They're not paying their players what their players really need to survive, to be successful in life, to 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 take care of their home and everything else they got to take care of, their, their lifestyles, whatever. They're not paying them enough. I'll be the first one to stand up and say, yeah, your honor, they're absolutely right. They're not getting paid enough because they put in the work. They put in the time. They put in whatever they need to to be uh, a professional and to be successful. Brittany Griner went over to Russia because she basically went over to play to make money. Like a summer league to make money or a spring league or or or, or whatever the league, a fall league, whatever. She went over there to do that. And she's done this before. It's not like this hasn't happened before. But here's the situation. Russia, like a few countries out there, a lot of countries actually, it's more than you think. I don't have the stats on it right now. But Russia has a thing against anybody who is gay or same sex or whatever. They they have a problem with it. The United States doesn't have a problem. Uh, uh, Britain, in some areas of Britain, they don't have a problem. But there in other countries, they just don't play that. With this war that is going on, Russia saw the perfect chance to grab an unfortunate bargaining chip, which was Brittany Griner. Somebody leaked or said something. I'm pretty sure Brittany knew what was going on with that in Russia. And I'm pretty sure she wasn't talking to anybody saying, hey, you know, I'm LGBTQ. She wasn't saying none of that. I'm pretty sure that somebody said something or they had been seeing or watching her lifestyle here in the United States. And they figured over in Russia that they could take advantage of that. Russia took her into custody and she's been in custody ever since. And it ain't good. It's not good whatsoever because the United States State Department has reclassified her status as being wrongfully detained. She was wrongfully detained back in February. She was at the airport and they accused her of, of trying to bring vape cartridges containing, you know, uh, uh, cannabis oil into the country. She has been held there since and is set for a hearing on this upcoming May 19th. They knew this. They knew about her. They knew about her lifestyle. They knew that somebody told them or said something and Putin and his people thought that she would be a great bargaining chip. It's unfortunate that this had to come down to that. We just got Trevor Reed back. There's more people incarcerated. I think I was watching the news and they said that there's like maybe 50 people that are United States citizens that are incarcerated. One guy was over there and they blamed him. They said he got drunk and beat up all these people uh, 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 and laid his hands on um, 
uh, the the police out there, and they sentenced him to twenty years. Brittany Griner could get ten years for this unfounded charge. Putin, Russia, them, they knew that they could snatch her. And they knew they could hold her for some kind of bargaining chip because of this war in Ukraine. And it's sad. It's sad. You know, the people that love Brittany Griner, they're going through right now. Her family is going through right now. It is a scary position that she's in right now. I, I, I wouldn't want to be locked up in Russia. Nobody would. But the thing about it is, this, this change of status, this right there tells me, because she was wrongfully detained, that there's an ultimate plan on that side. And they're not making it known to us and, and they shouldn't really. I know we try to be transparent. Our government is trying to be as transparent as possible. But hey, sometimes you got to shield your kids from some stuff. And you can't tell your kids everything because they don't understand. I'm grown. I'm in my 50s. I've seen a lot of things happen on this earth that I thought I would never see. And I know how things can work in the background and nobody knows what's going on in the foreground. You're getting one story, but another story is going on. So I just want to, 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 like we did last show, we need to be praying for Brittany Griner to get back here safely. That she gets back on U.S. soil safely. And all the other 49 individuals and the, the 49 U.S. citizens that are locked up over there because Russia is up to no good. They've shown you what's going on with Ukraine. We see it all on the television every day. And this is just a bargaining chip for Russia. I don't know what they're going to trade for, but when they got Trevor Reed home, they had to trade for some dude who was going to blow up something here in the United States. And they caught him and he was having to be Russian and they had him in jail and they had to trade him to get... Trevor Reed home. Who are they going to have to trade to get Brittany Griner home? See, this thing is deeper than, than, than we know. This thing, and, I, I, and I, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news, this thing could go sideways. And I pray that it does not The change in her status is concerning. Here's a quote. It has become clear that Britney's legal team has acted in good faith to clear her name through Russia's legal system and that the Russian government has been actively trying to leverage Britney's detainment for political purposes tied to the war on Ukraine. 
This is unfortunate, especially because Griner's status as a black lesbian woman leaves her vulnerable to increased discrimination and abuse at the hands of the racist and homophobic Russian government. This was said by uh, uh, an activist for the black LGBTQ rights group. We urge the U.S. government to do all it can to bring her home before she is no longer able to maintain her safety in a nation of war. A State Department spokesman told Fox Sports News this on Tuesday that Griner was wrongfully detained. Now, after what I just read, and this is through Fox News, after what I just read to you, they know she's being held for political reasons. And that's what's so scary about this thing with Britney. I don't know what the United States can do. Being that we are at war. And, and let me say that. And, and, and I told you I was going to bring the war into this segment. And I told you I was going to talk about it right here on this sick show. But people, we are absolutely at war. We may not have physical boots on the ground in Ukraine fighting against Russia, but we are supplying them with ammo and guns and missile launchers and, uh, you know, systems and other stuff that we're supplying. So we are involved. It's already World War Three. Everybody has been, been been conditioned to think that World War Three is going to be the launching of a nuclear bomb and then we have to launch back and then everybody launches and then everybody destroys the earth. Everybody and everything is destroyed. That's World War Three. That's a part of World War Three, but this war has already started. The scary thing is that you're seeing it on the news. You're seeing the gas prices go through the roof. We're seeing it $5 for diesel. There was some place that diesel was $6.51. And there was one place reporting that diesel was $7. Look, you're going to see gas prices go up. But you've got to make up in your mind to see what's in front of you. It's that we are at war. And we need to be taking the precautions on our side. We need to stop running everywhere and trying to go everywhere and drive and getting get the We just no, no, no. Food has gone up. My daughter says she went to get some uh, uh, baby formula for the twins, and there was lines going all the way outside of Walmart. People trying to get in to get baby formula. It's ridiculous. Walgreens, Family Dollars, some of these other places, they, they can't find specific formulas right now. Ships are still backed up that import the stuff. Now diesel prices are going up. Well, trucks got to get it to us from the ports. All I'm saying is that we really need to look at what's going on. And we need to change our mind and change our pattern of doing things. Biden told us. He told us 
when he first said that we were going to help Ukraine, he said, I need the American people to stand firm because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, hey, it's getting worse. Stop thinking we're not at war. We're at war, y'all. And unfortunately, Brittany Griner is now part of this war. The other 49 people that are there, that are Americans, that are locked up, is part of this war. They knew this. That's why they snatched her. And I want to leave you with this. I told my son, my son writes classical music and he's a composition. He wrote a song and they took that song in Russia. He's even got a plaque with his name spelled in Russian and Russia loved it. I told him if you went over to Russia, especially right now, and you tried to do any kind of classical, whatever, composition, whatever, they would detain you, especially if they knew you were LGBTQ. A lot going on right now. The abortion issue is, is, is up. And it's a big thing that might come down. So it's a lot going on. But I need people to really look what is the most important thing right now that's going to keep you safe and keep you on this planet a little longer. We need to pray about Brittany, y'all. Don't even play with that. I don't care about her being LGBTQ. I don't care. She's in trouble. She's an American. And everybody who has a prayer voice, you need to use it. All right. We got to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, I don't know what I'm going to Am I going to pull out potluck? What am I going to do in the third segment? Oh, yes, I got to talk about... Hmm. The Christian flag. Now they want to put up a satanic flag. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Right here on this. Sick. Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. to part three of this number one sick show. Are you needing a quick, fast, safe, and reliable moving company? Well, search no more because Midnight Hour Moving has you covered. At Midnight Hour Moving, their goal is to provide hassle-free moves from start to finish. Midnight Hour Moving can also provide packing supplies, safe and secure warehouse storage, plus they can move you anywhere in the great state of Texas, both to and from the DFW. So call Midnight Hour Moving today at 817-399-1300. That's 817-399-1300. Or go to MidnightHourMoving.com and get moving. This has nothing to do with sports, but I got to talk about this. It's a Christian thing. And I saw this in a Christian online magazine. Um, it seems like in Boston, 
at the city hall, there had been people campaigning, Christians campaigning to actually have the Christian flag outside of the property. The decision uh, to not have it, the application was rejected at first, but the decision has been overturned now by the Supreme Court who ruled that as the local government doesn't usually deal with the flags, the emblems should be allowed to fly. So it's a win for Christians to have the Christian flag with the Christian emblem flown outside Boston City Hall. Well, <laughs> you knew this was coming, just like this sick show saw it coming. That's what it stands for. For those of you who know, why does he call it sick? It stands for SIC, saw it coming. Well, you should have seen this one coming. Because if you're going to fly the Christian flag, you're going to have to fly a non Christian flag. And that means, and we have it right here in this article, that the Satanic Temple in Boston said, well, since you've done this, we can fly our flag. Yeah. So you're going to have the Christian flag, and it's going to be next to the satanic flag that's actually symbolic if you put them next to each other the wind starts blowing and they start hitting each other it's good versus evil it's evil versus good it's Christ versus the devil devil versus Christ The Satanic Temple are now keen to use the loophole for their own benefit and have applied to fly their pennant. The organization argues that this is a matter of religious liberty. Taking to Twitter, the founders shared a photo of the application showing their intention to fly their flag as part of Satanic Appreciation Week in July. According to the document, they wish to raise the flag on July 23rd before lowering it six days later. They said, quote, religious liberty is a bedrock principle in a democracy and religious liberty is dependent upon the government's viewpoint of neutrality. Lucian Greaves, the co-founder of the Satanic Temple, said in a statement, quote, when public officials are allowed to preference certain religious viewpoints over others, we do not have religious liberty we have theocracy. I will say that 
In that regard, he's right. In that regard, he's absolutely right. And like I said, it's a loophole. It's a loophole for anybody to exploit the law. So, they are going to apply and they probably might get it. And on July 23rd, you'll have satanic uh, flags flying everywhere outside Boston City Hall and maybe some other places. Christians that listen to this show, what are we doing? What are we really doing? If the battle is to fight against the forces of evil, to fight against the darkness, how we how, why would we pave a way for the darkness to continue? For the darkness to be let loose. Why, why would we pave the way concerning a flag? I, I don't get that. There, there's so many flags out there that have nothing to do with nothing, have nothing to do with this country whatsoever. And you had to take up this battle? Was it really that important? I know some of you Christians are not going to like what I'm saying. But I need you to think about something. Those who really serve God don't serve him because of religion. Let me say that again. Those who call themselves serving God may be serving God in a religious nature. Was that better? Is that better? Okay, let me let me give you another one. There is a lot of people that are sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. There is a lot of individuals who may say that they love God and they they work for God and they are God's and they're God's property and oh no and I'm not doubting that but there are a lot of people call themselves serving God but they're doing it in a religious man-made religious way that does not advance the kingdom of God we're supposed to be light shining on a hill that people can see it there off and say, I need to go towards that light. We're supposed to be a shining example of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus Christ. Was Jesus concerned about flags flying back then? There is nowhere in the Bible that it mentions Jesus being concerned with what flag was flying at that time. Oh, they had flags back then. They had pennants. Don't think they didn't have them back then. When they went to war, 
each country, each place had their own flags. Each unit of the, the armed forces, they have their own flags. That's been going on for centuries. Thousands of years. China been doing it for thousands of thousands of years. Jesus wasn't concerned about a flag. He was concerned about the condition of mankind's heart. He was concerned about where mankind was going to spend eternity. He was concerned that we did not have anybody that could speak on our behalf to the Father in heaven. He was concerned about setting the captives free. He was concerned about other things. And when they approached him about uh, uh, not paying taxes or, or, or you know, the, the scripture that says, render unto Caesar's that thing of Caesar's, he also said, uh, on top of saying, render unto Caesar those things that belong to Caesar, but the things that belong to God, render that to God. Why are we worried about what flag is flying at a city hall? If that's the case and the flag was that important, are you flying it at your own home? He throwing haymakers today. Y'all been done. Are you that involved in religion that you would fly the Christian flag at your own home? Can you fly the Christian flag at your own home? That's another question. I see a lot of flags for POWs, MIA. I see, you know, Marine, Army, Navy, Air Force. I see different flags for different things. So now, because of, and I'm just going to just say what it is. Religious arrogance? We've opened up the door for Satan to come in and says, well, you fly yours, I'll fly mine. We just be some flying flag mugs up in this mug, which is going to further advance his kingdom. Remember, we're, we're battling the prince of the airwaves, of the air. I just, I just want to know where we are at as believers, where we are at as Christians. What are we concerning ourselves with? Are we so concerned about a flag? But yet people are losing their lives and losing their souls every day on this planet. There are people who want to know God, who want to have a relationship with God. There are those people that are out there that are hurting right now, that are seeking God and they're seeking wisdom and they're seeking the understanding of who God is and who Jesus is. They're wanting to know that there's people that are, that are trying to live their best life for him. But there's also people out there doing what they want to do. And believe me when I tell you this, I have no heaven nor hell to send anybody to. So I'm saying this and I'm saying this in love and I hope y'all understand that I'm saying this in love, but what are we doing? 
What are we really doing? The Great Commission was to go to the hedges and highways, preach the gospel, and compel men to come. Putting the flag up at Boston City Hall is going to compel men to come to Christ? And probably going to have the satanic flag next to it? If they're able to exploit this loophole that was caused by this? The Bible tells us to be wise as serpents, but humble as doves. So I end this with this question. What are we really doing? I'm done. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to this broadcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with me for this whole hour. Coming up next, we got the hashtag brother of baseball, Mr. Willie F.T. Jr. Hey, make sure to keep it locked in right here to the number one Christian sports network on the planet. And that's the BGC Sports Network and the BGC Sports Network, too. And remember, you're also listening to the number one show on the number one Christian Sports Network. 